theoretically, New Yorkers should only have to follow news about redistricting once a decade, following the completion of the census every 10 years. But this is New York, and nothing is that easy. So we're bringing you another update on the process of drawing state and federal legislative boundaries in the Empire State. And our guest is Jeff Weiss, a senior fellow and adjunct professor with the New York Law School Census and Redistricting Institute, and was previously, in another life, the Redistricting Council to State Democratic Legislative Leaders. Welcome back to the show, Jeff. It's great to be back with you, David. Well, it's our pleasure. So in one second, we'll get to the interesting storyline, which is the fate of New York's congressional boundaries. But let's start with an update on the state's assembly boundaries. Where do we stand with new assembly lines for 2024? Is this process finally done? The assembly process is complete. Uh, earlier this year, uh, pursuant to a different court order, a state judge directed the independent redistricting commission to go back to work produce a plan, send it to the Assembly for approval, and that's just what happened. A plan was submitted by the Commission to the Assembly and Senate. It was promptly approved in both chambers with wide bipartisan support, and Governor Hochul approved the bill. So the Assembly is behind us, and the Senate lines, of course, are behind us. And the Assembly lines, is it safe to say, generally speaking, that they are pretty comparable for the most part to what happened in 2022. Safe to say that most New Yorkers won't find themselves uh, with a a new assembly candidate to vote for in 2024? It's safe to say that about 95% of the districts remain the same. Uh, The commission cleaned up a lot of the uh, districts that needed some geographic cleanup to make them neater, more compact. But in all, the assembly plan itself was never invalidated. It was simply the process by which it was adopted. So the assembly map that was enacted last year was put in place with bipartisan support from the Democrats and the Republicans. So why are we still talking about the congressional lines? What's at issue here? Well, the congressional lines are at issue because last summer, a year ago, a group of Democratic voters brought a lawsuit in Albany County State Supreme Court asking the court to direct the commission to go back to work and pick up where it left off. In other words, uh, the first map of two maps the commission is allowed to submit to the legislature, uh, after the first map was rejected, the process imploded. The IRC couldn't do anything. So the legislature at that point picked up the job, enacted a map, but the court said no, without having a second map before the legislature to approve or reject, the legislature couldn't act. So what the plaintiffs asked last year was for the the commission to go back to work and pick up with map number two. A county judge in the state Supreme Court in Albany County rejected that request. And then uh, about three weeks ago, the appellate division, the state's intermediate appellate court reversed that judge and said, yes, in fact, the um, Constitution requires that the commission go back to work and finish the process. That is the job of the legislature to draw the map based on recommendations from the commission, but not to have courts draw the map instead. And does this mid-level appeals court represent the final word on this issue, or do we still need to hear from the Court of Appeals in order to put the issue to bed in terms of what the path forward looks like? Well, the Court of Appeals, 
is the state's highest court. It sits in Albany. The appellate divisions are the intermediate courts, and there are several of them across the state. So this case is now on appeal to the state's highest court, which will have the final word. And what makes this go around using court-drawn maps different than, say, a decade ago when we used court-drawn maps for 10 years for Congress, and there was no argument that those were essentially placeholder maps. What's the difference that Democrats are arguing? There were several differences. First, we did not have this commission process in 2010-2012 when the last uh, court, a federal court, drew the state's congressional plan. What happened then was really different. Uh, In 2012, after the last census, you know, a decade ago, the speaker, the Senate leader, failed to agree. They failed to negotiate a congressional plan. They simply let it slide, didn't ask for more time, and just said, we will not get the job done. And at that point, because the 2000-era plan was out of date, the populations were all um, you know, maladjusted, districts were too large, too small, What happens then is that a federal court or a state court can step in and do the work that the legislature failed to do. And in the case 10 years ago, the court actually said, if I recall correctly, that this plan shall remain in effect until the 2030 decennial census. In the case that we had before us last year that invalidated the congressional plan, the case called Harkenreiter versus Hochul, the judge there didn't indicate the time frame. He just said that this map shall be used in the 2022 elections, but he didn't say anything going beyond that. So the Democrats picked up on that and said that this was an emergency map because the 2022 elections were quickly approaching. There was no time for any other remedy and that the court had to step in. And that's just what happened. But what the the plaintiffs now, the Democrats are arguing is that let this new constitutional process play itself out. Now, let's have the commission complete its job and the legislature and the governor go back and do the work that they should have done last year, but couldn't. Well, you mentioned the issue of time, and I want to get into that. But first, let me reintroduce you for guests who are just joining us. Uh, We're talking about redistricting, and our guest is Jeff Weiss, a senior fellow and adjunct professor with the New York Law School Census and Redistricting Institute. So while the 2024 elections are still more than a year away, what sort of timeline are we looking at if the redistricting commission does need to redraw congressional lines? Because this process isn't something that can be done overnight, right? That's correct. You know, we do need to have a map in place for the November 2024 elections. But the primary to election to pick the candidates that the Democrats and Republicans will run for office, that process starts around March 1st, uh, when petitioning for the June primary gets underway. So that date isn't that far off in the scheme of things. And to have a map ready to go for petitioning, whether it's the current map or a new map, uh, March 1st is the target date. So if there is a new map, if you know, if the Court of Appeals does tell the legislature and the commission to get back to work, uh, they need to have a plan completed by early February 
so that the boards of elections in each county can prepare for petitioning at the end of that month. So for the legislature to have a plan to vote on, whether it's the commission plan or revising that plan to its own plan, you're looking at November, December. So even working closer to where we are now, the commission has to get its own work underway August, September, October, and the commission is likely to want to hold a series of hearings across the state. Uh, that takes time to organize, to schedule, and to conduct the hearings. So we're looking at different specific actions during August, September, October, December that quickly leads us to you know, March petitioning. And while a ruling from the State Court of Appeals on the path forward is likely weeks, if not months away, it seems like the redistricting commission is beginning to get this process rolling, right? Well, that's what I'm, I'm hearing. Uh, the you know the appellate division decision came down on on July 13th. You know now we're at the beginning of August. Nothing's really happened that we've heard of uh, in nearly three weeks. So the commission you know is under no impetus. There's no reason the commission can't get its work going now. You know Republicans have argued that there is a stay or a hold on the commission's ability to uh, conduct work as a, a right of their appealing the case. But that, in my view, is not the case that unless the Republicans ask the appeals court to halt or put a stay on the appellate division order, nothing stops the um, commission from moving forward. And why aren't the state Senate boundaries part of this conversation, since they were part of the challenge last year to the lines drawn by the state legislature, along with the congressional lines? They simply were not challenged. In the lawsuit that we're looking at now, uh, the case is called Hoffman versus uh, Independent Redistricting Commission. The Senate lines were not part of the, the lawsuit. No one bothered to uh, go to court to challenge. And given the situation, how uh, interestingly, uh, the Democrats actually picked up strength in the Senate using the court-drawn plan. They obviously did not pick up strength using the uh, the congressional map drawn by the court. And is there reason to suspect that using boundaries created by the redistricting commission, Democrats could stand to outperform their dismal performance in the congressional races in, in 2022? Yeah, there are a number of factors you know, playing in here. I mean, obviously, a map can be drawn that, at least on paper, you know, can uh, benefit one party or the other. But Democrats should be facing a pretty good 2024 election. President Biden is up. Uh, you have a U.S. Senate race up. There's you know, more at stake. The voter turnout will be higher. Uh, 2022 is just not a good year for Democrats, partly because of crime, uh, partly because of the ability of uh, Lee Zeldin to generate a lot of support in the suburbs using crime and the economy as the issues. You won't have those issues next year. Right. But but, th but those are national issues, Jeff. I mean, the districts themselves, is there a reason to suspect that the boundaries will be redrawn in a way that would be conducive to Democrats? For example, having more lopsided districts or districts more inclined to go for uh, Democrats up and down the ballot? Well, heavily lopsided districts uh, would not sit very well with the courts, but you can look at different indicators. You can look at the Joe Biden vote in 2020 as an indicator to see what was the president's performance 
in a major election year. But again, there are no guarantees in running numbers. It's often the performance that counts. Last year, the Republicans also got their vote out and Democrats didn't. So a lot of factors go into play here. And it's going to be up to what happens literally in 2024 to tell us what the outcome will be. Well, we've been speaking with Jeff Weiss. He's a senior fellow and adjunct professor with the New York Law School Census and Redistricting Institute. Jeff, as always, thanks for making the time. It's a pleasure. The story keeps on going. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.